host of the hardcore legend Mick Foley, and you are listening to the Rough House Podcast. Yeah! Behold, a podcast for the ages. Recorded live from the interdimensional terror vortex of their subterranean dwellings comes the Rough House Podcast version 3.0. Two galactic warriors put down their war hammers and battle axes to perform a more noble task. Complaining about professional wrestling on internet purchased microphones. Now with more Simpsons references and Kota Ibushi thirst. This is the Rough House Podcast with Marty and Kristoff. Hello everybody and welcome to the Rough House Podcast episode number 248. Yeah. Recorded on October 24, 2021. Chris, October is just passing us by. Buddy, the year. Yeah, the it's, year. It's, zooming. it's crazy. Uh, I'm Marty, by the way. Oh, yeah. And that would be the aforementioned Chris. Thank you, uh, fine folks, for listening. Uh, reminder to check out uh, Ye old Patreon page and uh, mm-hmm. throw some uh, some monetary support behind your good friends here. Yeah. Toss, for, a, uh, toss a coin to your Witcher, if you please. <laughs> this, the witchy season. Yes, and it's not just uh, for this Witcher. Now I've 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 began uh, to share the Patreon love you, with you. Uh, have my I meant, dear I meant to message here. you about that. I was I was surprised. I thought it was a a one time thing. No, a, a, a one time payment of fifteen bucks for uh, you. Yeah, no, no. I was I was <laughs> sent another Venmo, and I was like, oh, what is this? Patreon new Patreon hit. Yeah, awesome, <laughs> awesome. And not, I mean, it's nowhere near as good as a new USO, but it's still pretty darn good. <laughs> uh, but but uh, for for those maybe tuning in for the first time, uh, one, how do you find us now? Two, uh, this is a pro wrestling podcast, although we yeah. tend to digress into a lot of different things. Um, and uh, ladies and gentlemen, it, it has been another bizarre, weird, and surreal week. In the world of professional wrestling, and there's really, sadly, only one place to start. The World Wrestling Federation. For over 50 years, the revolutionary force in sports entertainment. I can I can smell the blood money in the air. It is that yeah, time of the year. Yeah, it, it is that time of the year as WWE this week uh, on Thursday morning, our time. Uh, found themselves back in Saudi Arabia for the latest edition of Crown Jewel, a show that was described as better than WrestleMania by people who watched it. Wow. Yes. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, I mean, on paper, it was a good card. Uh, that said, it's a Saudi Arabia show, so I won't be watching it. But you had yeah. uh, such highlights as... Uh, the Usos going against the Hurt Business in an all-heel but very effective tag match. Edge having a great Hell in a Cell match with Seth Rollins. I was incorrect, by the way. It was uh, a Hell in a Cell match at Saudi Arabia, not uh, at a Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. Uh-huh. Um, so uh, Edge had a great match. Uh, Mansoor and Mustafa Ali practically stole the show. Uh, there was a, fa- a false Count Anywhere match between Bobby Lashley and Goldberg, where Goldberg speared Bobby Lashley off the stage onto the floor in one of the ugliest spots I've ever seen. Like legit floor or some kind of crash pad? Uh, Crash pad. But uh, Uh, the way they shot it made it look like they just fell into infinity. So, uh, (laughs) you know, it it was very impressive, especially given that Goldberg just had knee surgery. Oh, wow. Yeah. He's what, 58-ish? 
he he's definitely mid fifties for sure. Yeah, he is a uh, as Social Security would say advanced age. Yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, fifty five to sixty right there. So we had that Xavier Woods won the King of the Ring, which was a big surprise. You know what? Good for Woods. I'm happy that uh, that he got that major accomplishment. It's something that he has been, you know, saying that he wanted to win a King of the Ring for years now. Um, yeah. And King of the Ring hadn't happened for years now. Uh, so when he was announced for it, I'm like, oh, they'll probably take him to the finals and then have him lose to fucking Baron Corbin or something. Um, so I'm very happy that that did not happen. Who was who else was in the finals? It, it was Xavier Woods and Finn Balor, babyface, babyface. Oh. And okay. Uh, they didn't have a, a lot of time. It was actually shorter than the aforementioned Mansoor Mustafa Ali match. Uh, it was about ten minutes or so. But well, they had more time than the women's uh, oh, yeah. final. So, that, that, so, so. That, that's true. Uh, <laughs> Zelina Vega, by the way, ended up winning the uh, Queen's Crown or whatever the fuck they called it. Uh, yeah, it was a Queen's Crown tournament. So okay. that ran six minutes, meaning in totality. <laughs> The Queen's Crown Tournament, someone did the math. I think it was uh, Denise Sicodio from uh, uh, Wrestling Observer and mm. various other internetery. Mm-hmm. Uh, she did the math. Less than 20 minutes of action in the entirety of the Queen's Crown Tournament. Wow. And I'd, I'd imagine both Goldberg and Lashley and then also the Hell in the Cell and probably the main event all went longer than that. Yes. Yes. Hell, uh, Andrade and Pac almost went longer than that on Friday. <sighs> God damn that match rule, but we'll yeah, get to yeah, that. We'll, we will get there. We will get there. Um, but uh, of course, you, you can't have uh, a Saudi Arabia show without a little bit of controversy. Uh, the controversy in this case being Becky Lynch retaining the SmackDown women's title clean, even though she's been moved to Raw. More on that in a minute. Who and, did she uh, face for that uh, title? It was a three-way match, Becky, Sasha, and Bianca. Okay. All right. And are they? were they all on... So she, Becky has the SmackDown title. Becky has the Smack. Well, at this moment, or, at yeah, that yeah, moment, yeah. At Becky that moment. had the SmackDown title, and She's Bianca moved and over to Sasha Raw. Were, were both staying on SmackDown. Bianca also going to Raw. Okay, so you would think that it would go to Banks. Exactly. However, yeah. did not. <laughs> Becky ended up winning, and then the main event. Had this hilarious twist. Shortly before the show, it was announced that two of the matches had changed to add stipulations. Okay. It was announced that Goldberg and Bobby Bobby Lashley would become false count anywhere, which is mm-hmm. why, you know, the aforementioned spear to sure. infinity. And it would be a no DQ world title, sorry, universal title match between Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. No that DQ. That was announced okay. before the show. I, I want to okay. say that it was announced on Wednesday. Okay. During the pre-show, it was then announced that neither Brock nor Roman agreed to the stipulation and therefore it was off. Okay. Would they not clear that with them ahead of time before you announce it? I have no idea. And even even in kayfabe? That's even weirder is uh, we still had an Uso run-in. We still had a belt shot. And that's how Roman ended up retaining Oh, of course, Arabia. there had to be some kind of hinkiness to that. Yes, shenanigans had to occur. Yeah. So, did I, did Brock take his own private plane to uh to Saudi Arabia? My understanding was Brock had a private plane. Roman had a private plane. Then you had a plane which is Vince and all of his people. And his then inner circle. Another plane that was everybody else, as they had to go to fucking Kansas the next day. Yeah. Wow. Who do you think? 
in the in in the McMahon inner circle. Yeah. Who's the who's the punching bag? Who's who's the Greg the egg? Uh, who's uh, you yeah. know, is it Kevin Dunn or is it John Laurinaitis? Because I feel like it has to be one of those two. I don't think I, it's Dunn because Dunn Dunn is such a uh, a made man. It's such a made man. He's such a sycophant. He's uh, God. Uh, he's worm tongue. I mean, that's that's yeah. what he is for the Lord yeah. of the Rings nerds. Uh, I really want to equate this to Succession, but you're killing me right now, yeah, so sorry, I can't. Sorry. That's okay. Uh, that's okay. No, no, no. Uh, but yeah, there, there's. I feel like Johnny Ace is kind of it because obviously he's easy you to know make what he's not there right now but i bet hunter is oh uh, yeah because yeah. he's the fail son now like shane was the fail son for years yeah because yeah, he had tracks. the gall of not leaving well he had the gall of not wanting to be involved yeah and then he tried to do his own thing a lot of which haven't really worked out but yeah. therefore that makes him bad but Paul Hunter, he committed the cardinal sin of trying and failing. Man, these the parallels. I know. I know. I'm sorry. No, it's the parallels okay. like, to Succession are so fucking there because <laughs> obviously Brian Cox. And I apologize. I'm just no, no. Please feel free to get into it. I, uh, I'm sure there are listeners who have watched Succession. I hope so. We're waiting. If not, for this. if not, you know. This Please. is Chris putting the same plea onto you, OG538, <laughs> as he puts onto me, I don't know, three, Repeatedly. four times a day. Uh, <laughs> do you just pre-schedule the texts? <laughs> Hootsuite. I, I worked oh, it out. Okay, through okay cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Vince McMahon is Brian Cox's character, Logan Roy. Okay. Uh, and it's, it's almost exactly how you explained it, because his eldest son from his first marriage, Connor Roy, played by Alan Ruck from um, – uh, Ferris Bueller, Spin City, all these sorts of things. You know, Alan being Rock. awesome fame. Yeah, he is pretty fucking great. He's he's kind of the the guy who wanted nothing to do with the company side of the business. He's just off living off his trust fund in a ranch in New Mexico. So yeah. that's Shane McMahon. And then you have Triple H, who is Kendall Roy, who is the one who wanted to take over and just can do nothing but fuck up and ruin opportunity and opportunity and opportunity. It's it's it is so there. Shane is or I'm sorry, Stephanie is uh, Siobhan, uh, the daughter of the uh, of the client. And then I'm not sure who the I guess Johnny Ace is the Kieran Culkin um, <laughs> Roman Roy sort of thing, just the laughing stock. But, you know, if maybe given an opportunity might do OK, but probably not and has a weird uh, sexual relationship with somebody else who's, you know, at least Johnny Ace is married to uh, Mama Bella. So, yeah, the parallels are, are there, man. It is it is uncanny. Uh, the world of succession in WWE. I need the guys to do like an adjacent spinoff in this world. And I feel like I would, you know, be even more obsessed with that than I am about this show. Uh, I, I will say I'm surprised they didn't try to do anything like that with, I mean, I know, I know we have heels on, on stars. Has anybody watched that? <laughs> it's, on anybody stars? Stars? it's on stars. <laughs> you know, we're, we're looking at probably five figures of people watch successful shows on that network. Have there uh, been successful shows on that network? Well, there have been shows that have ran for multiple seasons on that network, so therefore ah, I assume yes. they're successful. However, their actual degree of success is questionable. Yeah, anyway, uh, I, I'm surprised there hasn't been anything that is, has basically just taken the Vince McMahon story and filed the serial numbers off right. uh, and, yeah, yeah, and, and yeah. made that a show because, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. Heels is basically like, 
what if MCW were a TV show? Only right. way dramatic and ridiculous. Yeah, um, way more southern, isn't it? Isn't it set in the south? Yeah, but there there are also some definite like uh, uh, blue state touches on it. So. Ah. You know, it's it's not fully there. By the way, produced by Mike O'Malley of Nickelodeon Guts fame. Guts? Yes. Wow. Yeah, he's been Mo working to make well? the show for years. <laughs> do, yeah. Does he throw to Mo for uh, – for, does, does Mo do play-by-play? I How wish. Can, holy hell, that would have been fantastic. I wish. I, I, had such, I had such a crush on Mo. Oh, I mean, that accent. I mean, the accent was probably nine Alone, of it, yeah. But, uh, yeah. The fact that there hasn't been that – there's supposed to be a Netflix show – uh, at least I think it's a Netflix show that is about the the steroid trial. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. yeah, I heard about that. Done are producing it, so right. Yeah, that's not going to be anything entertaining really. or truthful. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm basically expecting it to be the uh, equivalent of. Did you watch the? Um, it's it wasn't American Horror Story, American Crime Story. Uh, the guy who did American Horror Story did a show about OJ. Right. No, I, I know of it, uh, but I didn't watch it. Was, John Travolta was in it. Yeah, that, right? Travolta was in it. And, and basically everybody who, who he works with had roles in right. Sarah Paulson and, and so on. Sure. Uh, Cuba Goonie Jr. played OJ. Um, super cheese ball. Cuba super Goonie Jr. so top. worked. Yeah, uh, turns out he does. Um, uh, I kind of assume that this is going to be equivalent to that. Very cheese ball and not very good. I, th- I think the closest we got <clears throat> was uh, the very short lived. I think it was on WGN America wrestling with death about the, oh, uh, yeah. the family that ran a, <clears throat> a, a funeral uh, home and an indie fed. Yep. Yep. It was delightful white trash television, man. <laughs> I, I was obsessed with that show, but it only went for one season. I definitely wanted more. Yeah. Uh, but uh, long story short, um, all of that took a smackdown on Friday. Yeah. Which was supposed to be the first show of the new rosters. So great news. New rosters, meaning we get hot new feuds like Happy Corbin versus Nakamura. Hadn't that been happening on the other show? It or been on happening that same on show? the same show. On Only the same now show. Okay. it's Happy Corbin versus ah. Nakamura. Literally, so hit- they, they, they were separated for like six weeks. Okay. All right. So he's he's still uh, up in his uh, fin- finances. Did yes. he have a yeah? He... And, and he's got his buddy Madcap Moss. Oh my God, Madcap! I, I, hmm. I'm trying to find the words to show how just terribly stupid the naming department is at WWE between Braun Breaker and Madcap Moss. What is this? What is this? They had Rex Steiner, Steiner as a name comic right strip there. in That's 1930s. They had Rex Steiner right there. And it was, a it was great right there. Name. Uh, anyway, um, so we, we had such wonderful things as that. Uh, Hit Row made their uh, main roster debut. And okay. um, Chris, do you want to guess who they're pushing as the top guy in Hit Row? I mean, Swerve's kind of the leader, right? It's got to be Swerve. Exactly. So Top Dollar is doing all the promos and was okay. the one made to look good in the tag match. And which one's Top Dollar? Uh, AJ Francis, the, the big guy. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Uh, the, the the one who made the shoe tweet. Ah. Oh, that. Okay. All right. Please. Yeah. I, I stopped watching NXT long before they the showed up as a unit, they're, so I'm not sure who's act. who. They're a and very what, good act. Ashanti, I think, Ashanti is Ashanti the, the Adonis, Baltimore Zone. Okay, all right, and then uh, there's and AJ there's Francis. A fourth. Is, uh, oh yes, uh, that B B Fab, B Fab, who okay. was announced when she got drafted as Fab B. So there's two females. 
No, no, no. It's, no, Ashanti's a guy? Ashanti's a guy. Oh. He's Baltimore's own, Ashanti the Adonis. Okay. So there's there's two Baltimoreans Sorry. in there because AJ Francis <laughs> also from, uh, I don't know if he's from Baltimore proper, but Maryland. Right, right, right. Well, and, yeah. and also Swerve spent a lot of time in MCW, so yes. that so, connection is, is, is all there. Yeah, so a uh, bun- bunch of local boys. Uh, <clears throat> that's, uh, okay. But, well, good for uh, them. I'm happy yeah. to see them, happy with them. And, and then you got Jesse K uh, out there on Refin in Saudi Arabia and then right to yeah. SmackDown as uh, well. Uh, Do you see the tweet from Edge? I was going to say, Edge put her over huge yeah. this week. So, yeah, massive. Uh, that was awesome. And she got to in Saudi Arabia, which I imagine was a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. probably warm in all those uh, all those layers. All she those had layers to wear. are made to wear. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, good for good for her. She's uh, nothing but a sweetheart. Now, falling out of uh, the the Crown Jewel uh, show, uh, we had an actually really good, super hot angle to kick off the show. It took like forty minutes of the show, which was uh, all the fallout from Roman and Brock. Okay. Uh, it was this whole big thing of, you know, Roman saying he beat Brock. He's never going to defend against him again. This, of course, brings the fiery babyface version of Brock out. That wow. turns into a whole to do where he beats up the Usos. He beats up Roman. All of the guys from the back run out. All of the refs run out. And Brock just murders dozens of people. Okay. So he gets suspended indefinitely by Adam Pierce. Okay. So, All right. Brock Sonya Deville is, didn't get in there to get uh, uh, get a no, piece no, of Brock. No, no, no. I'll give you a Sonya Deville update in a minute. Okay. Um. So Brock is suspended indefinitely, quote unquote, which means he's not going to be a part of Survivor Series. They're already pushing Big E versus Roman as as the big battle for the night. Uh, where brand, brand supremacy, for brand supremacy, one night yeah. only. Even though a lot uh-huh. of these guys fought Thursday. Yeah. Um, yep. So, you know, that that definitely kicks the can down the road until probably uh, Rumble. Uh, yeah, yeah, that makes pop up on the January 1st pay-per-view day one. Wow. I mean, is this the year Brock wins the Rumble? Has Brock Possibly. ever won a Rumble? He yeah, had to have yeah, in his first run, right? He's definitely won. One or two of one them. One or two of them. Yeah. Um, so I, I'd say there's a strong likelihood of uh, Brock winning the rumble. Although I, I would say it would probably be smarter to have someone on raw win the rumble and then have Brock get the bout some other way. Sure. But I mean, because you know. raw needs something going on. I mean, yeah, the, the depth <clears throat> chart on both rosters is pretty laughable right now because These they had to move drew team. over to, to SmackDown to give Roman somebody until right. Brock comes up. Um, also on, on SmackDown, uh, Sami Zayn's music's been changed, so there goes another one of the good things in WWE. Was he still using the old skank theme? He was, this whole time. And Even yeah, as the, the weirdo... Uh, weirdo uh, the psychotic? Uh, yes. Yeah, okay, all right. Yeah, yeah the paranoid... Uh, not schizophrenic, paranoid conspiracy theorist. Yeah, huh, um, okay. So that's gone now. Uh, he got he got squished by uh, Drew McIntyre. Um and here's some of the fun bits uh, that involve Sonya Deville this week. Uh, okay. Point number one, Naomi, who, of course, if you remember, got beat up uh, by uh, Sonya Deville and Shayna Baszler last week. Naomi wanted a rematch. Wait, Sonya Deville beat her up? Or not. Isn't she in? Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah sorry, right. it was Sonya Deville. Because it was Sonya Deville and Shayna Baszler. Or sorry, the match was announced as Sonya Deville against Naomi last week. Sonya and Deville Shana. came out. And was like, well, I have a, I have a friend. It was Shayna, and Shayna beat the crap out of Naomi. Okay, all right, I got you. Uh, no, I got you. I'm yeah. with you. So, 
Sonya this week was confronted backstage by Naomi. Naomi wanted a rematch. She wanted a fair fight and that sort of thing. And Sonya Deville said no. And Naomi walked away and it was never addressed again. <laughs> okay, that's one way to Hot fiery baby face Naomi taking no for an answer immediately. You know what? If anything, I appreciate WWE teaching consent. <laughs> that's not what was not their intention. Oh, what <laughs> trust, shit? Trust me, because you know that that uh, private jet for Brock Lesnar back from Saudi Arabia was just a fuck palace with like who, who you know whatever person he picked up on there and just wanted to plow the whole way over the Atlantic. It's not just Sable getting. It, I mean, she was F5. probably there, but I, I'm sure that there may or may not have been another uh, person or two involved. I feel like it was just like this. It, it was basically Tony Stark's private jet <laughs> sort of thing you know the the, the flight is flight attendants there's a there's a retractable stripper pole and and club lighting and you know i feel like and that's for some reason terrence howard is there talking about his new math he invented <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wait new math you've never heard about this i don't follow anything that guy does uh so a few years ago it came out that terrence howard had invented math a new math <laughs> called i shit you not teriology <laughs> <laughs> because he believes that there is a factual issue with math, which is that one times one cannot equal one. But anything times one equals that number. Not That's... according to him. He's got shapes and everything. Oh, wow. I, I'm not making this Whew. up. He really Dear did not listeners. take losing that, uh, that role of uh roadie. Well, did he yeah, go ahead, please folks <laughs> go ahead and Google Terryology. It is. Oh, wow. I, I, I thought, uh, the, the whole, uh, if you, I don't even know if you call it controversy, but the whole thing about him saying not to trust women who don't use wet wipes was interesting. <laughs> Turns out that was just, you know, the, the top of the, the, the tip of the iceberg of craziness for our boy Terrence. Well, maybe he wasn't on that plane because he was on a show called Empire and he then was. there's a Roman Empire. So oh. maybe Brock not oh. being so smart might associate the two together. And it it's all, all it was on together. Fox. This... Smackdown's on Fox. I mean, the synergy is the, there. The, this guys. goes all the way to the top, Chris. It goes, <laughs> it goes all, all the way to the top. The, it's, all the it's... way to, the, to Rupert himself. Yeah, those fat cats in Washington. It's them. <laughs> Uh, so Sonya Deville, in addition to being a part of oh, yeah. that ridiculous angle with Naomi, was a part of the most controversial segment of the week, everybody. Yeah, let's dig into this here. All right. So you have Becky Lynch. Mm -hmm. She's a SmackDown champion. Mm -hmm. She's been drafted to Raw. Okay. You have Charlotte Flair. Mm -hmm. She is the Raw women's champion. Right. She has been drafted to SmackDown. Mm -hmm. The old switcheroo. Yes. So what they were going to have as the main event of SmackDown. <laughs> okay. Was a championship exchange ceremony. Huh. Mm-hmm. So they would just be in the ring together, hand each other their titles and say, Becky would say, I'm now the Raw Women's Champ. And Charlotte would say, I'm now the SmackDown Women's Champ. Yes. Okay. That's lazy. Uh, it's lazy. Best. It's non-imaginative. It does nothing to it, it. It literally makes the belt a prop. And why would you do that as a main event angle? Why would you just say, hey, they swap belts and now yeah. she's now this. have a fucking on-screen graphic or yeah. have like the idea of both of these 
uh, both of these brands have each other's belts hostage. Make that a storyline for Survivor, Survivor Series, series? that yeah. people are trying to steal the belt back. Make them have a fucking two out of three falls match and the winner take all or some shit. Like, I don't know. Like, there's there are solutions that involve a match taking place in a ring for a championship. Yeah, but not if it involves, uh, you know, your champion not looking strong and going full birthright. <laughs> if you <will>. So <laughs> the plan was to be simple. Charlotte would hand Becky her belt. Becky mm-hmm. would hand Charlotte her belt. Mm-hmm. Then Sasha would come out. Okay. And challenge Charlotte, who will Charlotte now be the SmackDown champion. SmackDown Women's champion. So yeah, that makes that makes sense. Sasha versus Charlotte as yeah. the next big feud. It's lazy, but it makes sense. It's lazy, but it makes sense. Yes, exactly. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> so what happened? <sighs> so Charlotte goes to give the belt to Becky mm-hmm. and throws it at Becky. Okay. So already looking great, looking good. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. There was supposed to be a scripted bit where for a minute, Becky has both belts in her hand and says she's Becky two belts. That didn't happen because they were squabbling at each other. Okay. So, so the, the, the toss of the belt was planned. It was not planned. It was, was not a handover, planned. but she okay. did a toss for reasons. She went into business for herself. Becky went to give the belt to Charlotte. And accidentally it. dropped it. Accidentally? It looked legitimately accidental to me. Like, like a fumble sort of thing or just, oh, oh shit, here. Uh, I, I think it was a, uh, you have it, you have it, oh, you don't have it scenario. Uh-huh, okay. But they get real heated at each other and legitimately start squabbling about all of this. Was there anybody else in the ring? Were there Sonya. microphones present? Sonia was in the ring. Okay. Uh, you couldn't really catch too much uh, about what because it weren't like squabbling into a microphone. Right. I, I right. think Becky threw an f bomb or three, but that's Becky. Um, they were able to cool their heads enough to move to Sasha coming out and then getting in the face of Charlotte, whatever. But it was it's clear. Like, cue the music. Cue the music. But it's clear that Charlotte was still super pissed, and this was apparently very true. As the minute they went backstage, they got into it in front of everybody. Right and gorilla, just yelling at each other, top of the lungs. Exactly. Now, depending on who you believe, because there's been a few different versions of the story. The the version that Son, Sean Ross Sapp and Brian Alvarez have pushed is that Charlotte was made to leave by security. Awesome. Another version that went around, I think this was uh, Wrestling Inc. That, that posted it, is that Charlotte left of her own volition but pissed off Vince by not talking to him about it. Okay. Now, subsequently, there have been a few more details and that sort of thing, which kind of feel like WWE people getting into the PR because there, there's now this spin of Charlotte being very unhappy and hard to work with and, and all these other things. It feels like somebody is trying to, to push an agenda here. But the, the reality of it all at, at its core, as far as I can tell, you know, if you look at all the stories, what lines up is... Charlotte was very unhappy with 
the way they handled this. And I don't blame her. It, it is a, a piss poor way to address a situation that they booked themselves into. Yeah, it's lazy, but I don't think it makes her not look strong. I mean, it doesn't help her strength, but I don't think it it, it hurts her strength either. It's just it's it's a net zero. It's I, just I, lazy. I, I, my understanding is is the the concept is, and I I don't think she's wrong here. Just handing over a belt and receiving another hurts the value of the belt, and in turn, her her Rain. character, which is built built on. She has all these championship reigns. It lessens it. Now, I would argue having all those championship reigns, especially in a short period of time, is what yeah. hampers it. But at its core, this is a show with predetermined. Out- you fucking read any Wikipedia article about <laughs> professional wrestling. It's the same blurb. It is a show with predetermined outcomes where characters play heroes and villains, blah, blah, blah. You could have planned a thousand different ways to not do this thing. Yeah. And said they did it. And instead, what everyone looks like now is a big fucking idiot. (sighs) Yeah. And you can you can play as much PR games as you want afterwards. Charlotte's difficult to work with. Becky's getting a big head. Whatever you want to say, it doesn't change the fact that everybody looked dumb out there. Well, and aren't they both heels right now too? They I mean, are. Charlotte Charlotte knows she's a heel, but Becky's one of those. I think I'm the baby face, but I'm actually but I'm the actually heel sort heel. of thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. She's basically doing Conor McGregor at this point. Right. Yeah, down to the jackets and the fur coats and, and shit. Yes. Sorry, big time Bex is what she's been calling herself. Ugh. Yeah, well, you think that's bad. You should see the fucking AR graphic they have for it. I think I did see a tweet of that and almost Ooh, vomited. Boy. I think she yeah. even made a, made a post making fun of it. It's pretty uh, bad. I, I just don't – I don't understand why you would do any of this this way. Now, I will say on Saturday, for no particular reason, they chose to re-air SmackDown on Fox – Oh yeah, from eight to ten. No, yeah, there no was nothing else. Particular. Nothing else happening. Uh, they that decided time. to add a package promoting uh, the events of Crown Jewel, and they did heavily edit that main event segment. So uh, that's your new version of what actually happened, because that's sure. how WWE works. But I, I don't know what happens from here. Uh, there was word going around that apparently, and you know, you can say this now because it's probably easy to save face that apparently. Uh, Charlotte wanted to uh, drop the belt on Monday to Bianca because they did have Charlotte versus Bianca this past Monday, which Charlotte won clean. Mm-hmm. Um, that would have made a lot more sense to have mm-hmm. the fucking raw title on raw with a raw person. But what do I know? I just know that this could have been so easily avoided and made yeah. everyone look good. But they don't care about that. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fucking fake show with fake storytelling about these fake characters and fake titles. Yeah. And if you want to make them valuable, you have to add storyline reasons for them to be valuable. Having a main event segment where you just hand over the belts is not a way to do it. But at the same time, you know, I can at least say they had a coronation segment for Xavier Woods. It didn't involve him getting jumped by anybody. Literally, they coronated him. The crowd cheered. Kofi put him over and that was it. Okay. So right, not everything's thing. terrible, but God damn, did that championship exchange look like absolute fucking bullshit. 
Yeah, I mean, it, it's it was a terrible idea from the jump. There was no reason for it to happen. Um, what's what will be interesting is you know the the ramifications of of these actions of Charlotte Flair going forward. I mean, yep. I don't know what her contract is like. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. She did she did register a trademark for Ashley Flair not that long ago. Oh well, there you go. Yeah, she definitely wouldn't be able to use Charlotte. I don't. Yeah. Uh, you know, somebody and, hightailed it from Kansas to Orlando to hang out with her fiance at Dynamite. So, is that going to end poorly? You think? <laughs> I don't this know. Relationship. I legitimately wondered if we were going to get a quick shot of Ashley Flair in the crowd on Saturday. Yeah, yeah, that would have been uh, yeah, like just sitting five rows behind Tony Nese or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like, in the same seat, they just swap. <laughs> Swap Tony like, like NXT out. used to do for their for their debuts exactly. at uh, takeovers. Exactly. Yeah. Uh wow. I mean, this their relationship seems I don't know, like something that happens so quickly and so like violently aggressively um together that it, yeah. it doesn't seem like it's gonna have a happy ending. I don't know. I mean Charlotte did kind of get popped for domestic violence in the past so there's that what she, she was the one who did it yeah i thought she was the victim no 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 uh so there there were two things because uh, she's been married to twice already uh i i forget there was the one with uh what's his bram name? wasn't bram. it bram bram beat yeah. her but the yeah guy she was before that she beat so how did i miss that story yeah well i, I think that was when she was still down in nxt so huh so it got so. buried Yes, yeah, so you know, a great time with the Flares. Also, I think uh, she and Rick got into it once, and cops were called. Yeah, that that tracks. <laughs> I can't recall if I'm merging stories. That might have been the one that Rick bladed before the cops got there. <laughs> anyway, oh, let's let's talk about more cursed so things, Chris. Brand. Let's dig into. <sighs> It was the finals of the G1 Climax. Yeah, and it was a climax. Yes, Kota Ibushi went for the fourth time setting a record to the finals of the G1 Climax. We had Okada on the B block taking the win, beating Jeff Cobb. Jeff Cobb having a record number of wins in the G1. I don't like it. Lost to Okada. It was going to be Abushi versus Okada. It was there at the Budokan at a shockingly small crowd. Okada, Abushi, one on one, big time mm-hmm. main event. Mm-hmm. Crowds get into it. It's going great. Okada Abushi goes for the Phoenix Splash, misses it, and dislocates his shoulder. So it, it was confirmed to be a dislocation? Yeah, New Japan has subsequently confirmed it. Looked like it was either a dislocated shoulder or broken arm at the time. Yeah. But it was a dislocated shoulder. Match gets called off. Okada is your winner and will be heading to Wrestle Kingdom in the most auspicious of ways. Well, it's the two greatest words in the English language. Default. Default. Yes. <laughs> so definite bummer <sighs> for everyone. Uh I mean, I really wanted Cobb, Abushi, and I would have loved yeah. to see Cobb take the win. I mean, at it, at the end of the day, there are a lot of positives that Gato was able to get out of it. You know, whether it was the ascent of GS, ZSJ, yeah. uh, the ascent of Cobb, 
the record setting uh, finals for Ibushi and, uh, you know, Okada being reconfirmed. Well, had he won a match clean, which was the plan, you know, Okada, uh, Okada being reconfirmed as God, if you will. Um, Wait, so Okada was set to win regardless? Yes. Yes. Okay. That's what Dave said, Uncle Dave? Yeah. Yeah, because that, that was the idea that they were going to try to get these four guys over as next in line for uh, Shingo. And unfortunately, the last one went over like an egg fart. So, wow. So not I, great. I mean, yeah, you you established Cobb throughout the tournament as this as this world killer. But now also he has three L's to Okada. Like, yeah. I, I just I don't know. I, I, I was really rooting for Cobb. To, yeah, to no, he out. had a hell of a run in the G1. Like, as as little things as there are to talk about uh, in this G1, as you know, though the overall match quality was good, you still had the same pandemic issues that New Japan yeah. has had and has only gotten underlined since all of the uh, shows in America have gone back to live crowds, even Impact, more on them in a few. Um, it, it's really just kind of exposed how difficult pandemic wrestling is when compared to an active live product. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it was a tough situation anyway. Um, and having a, having a G one end in such a way doesn't help. Yeah, no, that's true. Well, you also kind of buried the lead on the whole New Japan thing because fucking Shibata yeah, yeah. had an exhibition match. Well, that, I was going to say, for, for all the bad, <laughs> there's something very, very good. So they come back from intermission during the final show. And the final show, minus the final, was basically yeah. just multi-man tags all day. And I was sure. like, that's a yeah. that's a weirdly underwhelming card for a G1 Well, it usually final. is. Uh, well, there's usually like a singles match or two that like builds something. Right. Um, and I was like, oh, maybe it's because Naito's out or, you know, maybe Shingo's beat up a bit more than expected. Nevertheless, there there was not that match where you go, oh, shit, this is going to lead to whatever at WrestleCube. Yeah. So they come back for intermission. Out comes ZSJ. He's got on shorts and his ring jacket. Yeah. And, the old white one. Uh, yeah. And and according to uh, uh, everyone who was there, the the uh, the actual lineup indicated he's going to come out and do a promo. Okay. So people were thinking, okay, he's going to call his shot against Shinga, which is going right. to happen uh, November power 6th. Struggle. Power struggle. Yep. Uh, and then fucking Shibata's music hits, and here he comes out. He's wearing yeah. shorts, and they did a five-minute UWFI-style grapple match. Went that, so that means no strikes. No strikes. All grappling. Yeah. Went five Matt minutes. Vertical. Went to a draw. It was awesome for five yeah. minutes. Uh, just Shibata and ZSJ both are so good at the tiny things of mat work and, and yeah. just the, the slickness and the smoothness of their movement. Uh, it was really fucking cool. And uh, post-match Shibata said, you know, next time you see me, I'm going to work a full match. He took a back bump in the ring. And that was that. Who would have thought four years ago that we would see this, let alone him saying, I'm going to have a real match? Well, I mean, you know, th- we said the same thing about Edge. We said the same thing about yeah. Daniel Bryan. Sure. And now it's, you know, Shibata. So that, you know, 
it, it's awesome. I mean, yeah. that that opens up a whole new world of uh, of possibilities, you know, of dream matches for this, you know, new crop that has arisen since he, you know, was injured and and um, you know, had to retire. So, yeah. you know, give me Shibata and Shingo uh, directly into my veins, please. Yes, it would be awesome. So here's what we're looking at right now for Power Struggle, which is the next big show uh, that is uh, going to be Saturday, November 6th. So uh, about a, two, weeks. two weeks away. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll just tell you the championship matches. There are a few multi-man tags, but we've also got the Never Openweight six-man tag. It's going to be Goto, Ishii, and Yoshihashi defending against uh, Evil, Yajiro, Takahashi, and Sho. So, what do they call? They're calling themselves the Horror House or some corny uh, ass name. Murder? No, wait, no. Show is murder something. Eh, the uh, Bullet it sucks. Club subgroup. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The King of Pro Wrestling. Uh, the Purple Wolf Pack. Yes, King of Pro Wrestling <laughs> uh, trophy. It's going to be Toriano defending against Great Okan. Let's go Okan. We've got a Junior Heavyweight Championship match as Robbie Eagles defends against El Desperado, which should be hell really yeah. Despy back in the run. Let's go. Yes, indeed. We've got a U- IWGP U.S. Heavyweight Championship match as Tanahashi defends against Kenta. Okay. Uh, we've got the uh, Wrestle Kingdom 16 briefcase. Okada getting a briefcase, much to his chagrin. He demanded instead of the briefcase, he wanted the old IWGP Heavyweight title, and he was told no. Yeah, I would. Uh, I mean, that's kind of weird to do that at a press conference and not run that up the flagpole first. Yeah. I mean, it it, it kind of it's essentially talking shit about the 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 title that Shingo yes. holds right now. Yeah, which Shingo I holds, and Osprey has the other one of in the states. Right. Yeah. I didn't really didn't really care for that, but but uh, okay. Okada is going to be defending the briefcase against Tamatanga. Okay, I mean, he semi-main from everything he, I uh, he, everything he, I heard. He legitimately did. It's very weird to say. Uh, <laughs> and then main event: Shingo Takagi defending the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship against Zack Sabre Jr., which should be pretty fucking cool. Sure. Yeah. No. I mean, that's uh, that's a good match. I, I didn't catch the one they had earlier in the G1 that uh, that earned him this title shot, but uh, highly um, recommend it. Highly recommend yeah, it. Yeah. Once uh, once my life simmers down a little bit, maybe I'll catch up on some of these matches. Not not a bad idea. Hey, let's very quickly play this. And now oh. it's time for the Rough House Podcast Impact Update. Bound for Glory was live last night from Las Vegas, Nevada, airing right after Dynamite. So it was a late night if you are a fan of Impact. Mm-hmm. Uh, very, very big shoe. For, uh, they had a full live crowd, uh, masked up, thank Christ. Uh, but uh, the big match was Christian versus, excuse me, Christian versus Josh Alexander. More on that in a minute. Yeah. I want to run through some of the other uh, events that occurred. The Inspiration made their debut, the former Iconics. And they became... Did they do an Inspire f- uh, pose? <laughs> or, they, I mean... Uh, I did not see the match, so I cannot tell you. Uh, um, okay. But I, I will can... say their their flesh-colored gear did not work for me. It was, it was weird looking. <laughs> well, uh, it's Cassie Lee and Jesse McKay now. Uh, Which that, I believe are their real names. Uh, yes, or at least variants thereof. Uh, yeah. They won the Knockouts Tag Team titles in their debut match against uh, Rosemary and Havoc. Okay. So we've got new Knockouts Tag Team Champions. We also have a new... So, so Havoc's the one who uh, pooped out Matt Cross? 
<laughs> D- different havoc. Different this, havoc. This, okay. this is Jessica Havoc. This is the one uh, who who's banging uh, Sammy Callahan. Ah, that tracks. Yes. yes. <laughs> uh, thank you for getting that. We 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 have a, a new knockouts champion as Mickey James ended the near year long reign of Diana Perazzo. Okay. All right. It's good for Mickey. Uh, we also have a new X division champion as Trey Miguel won in a three-way tournament final, defeating Steve Macklin, the former forgotten son. Oh yeah. And, uh, El Fantasmo. Uh, he's and still in the States, huh? He is. Yes. Uh, and we have the first ever digital media champion, which will be defended yes, exclusively on YouTube and whatnot as Jordan Grace won a six-way intergender match. Was it like a gauntlet match or because I saw like a timer. There was a gauntlet on. match later on in the show, which okay. I, I will talk about. Okay. Uh, the the counter you saw was because it was the countdown show. Oh, OK. All right. Yeah. That makes sense then. Yes. So the main event of the evening was Christian defending the Impact World Championship against Josh Alexander. Josh, Josh Alexander has been pushed as a big time homegrown star for impact he traded in his x division title for this championship shot i was just gonna ask about that i thought he just recently won that title he did but he traded it in because he wanted a match for the world championship and chris i am happy to tell you that in the main event of bound for glory your new impact world champion is moose (laughs) is moose is moose but it was Christian versus Josh Alexander. Yeah, let me run that back for you. They had a call your shot gauntlet earlier on in the show, which included uh-huh. Moose and an appearance by the demon. Yes, the WCW demon. The kiss demon without yes. paying kiss. Yes, exactly. Uh, okay. But Moose won the uh, 20-man call your shot gauntlet match, which gave him the opportunity to cash in on any champion at any time. So, oh, boy, Josh Alexander defeated Christian clean. He was celebrating with his family in the ring. Out comes Moose. Two, three moves. We have a new world champion. Did, did Moose beat up his family as well? No, no, he did not beat up his family. Although Jade Chung was right there. She could have taken a powerbomb or something. She, she <laughs> used to anyway. So, uh, but yeah, Moose is your impact champion again. Uh, well, he was the TNA champion before. He was not the ah, champion. Right, it was the same fucking thing, let's be honest. Uh, but yeah, Josh Alexander had five minutes with the world title. Hey, man, money's in the chase. So, you know, this, this frees Christian from having to, to go to impact pay-per-views and helps Jungle Boy's chances of survival in the long run as well. So uh, it, it is worth saying that apparently this was the end of the impact AEW relationship, the show. Okay. Well, for now, I mean, there's no reason oh, yeah, that yeah. could just. Yeah. I, I will say I've noticed that there's been a lack of the boys on Dynamite, and hasn't that been nice? Ah, <laughs> it's nice to watch a BTE where I don't need to hear about a, a, a Stanley's. Yeah, yeah, and got a kids everywhere. Yeah. Anyway, that shtick is bad. Yeah, let's dig into those shows. By the way, yeah, let's. Rampage was a taped show on Friday night, taped in Miami. Uh, Again, I I love Dynamite. I think Dynamite's great. This hour-long format fucking rules, man. Like <laughs> it's all killer no filler, man. You, it, you get you get to the good stuff. It is it is so good. 
we opened up with uh, a first round match in the world title eliminator. It was Orange Cassidy versus Powerhouse Hobbs. I thought this was a very good match that had kind of a poor finish. Yeah, I didn't really love the finish. Um, I mean, I guess it kind of makes sense to help protect Hobbs in, an, in a loss. Um, but, you know, anytime a referee is involved in a finish, it kind of. Eh. Yeah, and it didn't help that when uh, OC did the mousetrap, it looked like he was training Hobbs in real time how to take the move. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that kind Look, of detracts from it. I know it a it's not well. an easy move to take for a guy the size of Hobbs. You know, he has yeah. to fucking curl in on his own head. But do the fucking Superman punch instead? Just, yeah. Just uh, saying. I don't know. Send hook. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, we had Tony Schiavone calling out Penta and Alex Abrahantes uh, for an interview. It was explained that Ray Phoenix was injured in the finish of last Saturday's match for the Triple right. A tag belts. Uh, they very quickly got uh, confused and distracted by two fans and green masks in the crowd. Penta thought they were FTR, clearly, confronted them, ripped off their hoods, just some random guys. So here comes FTR and Tully Blanchard beat up Penta and Abrahantes. Pac makes the save, but clearly there's still an issue between the Lucha Bros and FTR. Yeah, this feud must continue all the way to full gear, where Lucha Bros better not drop those goddamn titles. Uh, Dr. Britt Baker in a non-title match with Anna Jay. Um, I got to say, Anna is talented for how little ring experience she has, but there's definitely a few times where you could see the gears working in her head in real time. Yeah, I mean, Britt uh, is just on another level. So, yeah. you know, you weren't going to get the same sort of thing. But, you know, it was it was fine. And they got more time than uh, than most of the WWE women's matches in the past month have. So Very true. This, this actually that. ran longer than the finals of the Queen's Crown tournament. Right. With the littlest person, littlest female on your roster beating the largest female on your roster. Or, or one of the largest. I'm not sure one, if Nia is bigger. Uh, uh, yeah. I mean, fair. I just know she's not like most girls. That's true. You know, I, I learned that from her song. It's because uh, I wouldn't know otherwise. Yeah, no, no, no. It was made but very clear. Thankfully, you know, the theme music is helpful with that. After the match, uh, which Britt won, Britt locked in the lockjaw again. Out comes Tay Conti. Tay chases off mm. Baker. and Those uh, shorts. Of course, we're getting that at full gear. I like My that. God. I like that. Yeah, match. no, I like that. I like that as well. Uh, we got to see the TBS tournament bracket Four women getting first round buys. Those being Thunder Rosa, Jake Cargill, Nyla Rose, and Chris Statlander. Smart. Uh, and then the first round matches are Anna Jay versus Jamie Hayter, the bunny versus red velvet, Serena Deeb versus Hikaru Shida, which should hell yeah. rule. Run that and back. The Penelope Ford Ruby Soho match, which was on dynamite last night More on that. And a few, then we have the face to face segment and no Mark Henry. Yeah. I don't know what the where, hell. Uh... Where he was. And there was also Jericho on commentary for the first time in a while. Yeah. Which was your first tip off that it was taped aside from being in the same venue as Dynamite was last week. (laughs) But it was Pac versus Andrade in the main event. And these guys I could watch have a thousand matches. They have ridiculous chemistry together. Uh, And also I and I also love Pac's promo. uh, Yes. You know, back there as well. They, They don't let him talk enough. 
Yeah. And I just love hearing him talk because um, everything's just so angry and spiteful and just he's just such a bastard. I mean, yeah. it, that's that's the name. And that, it's, that's the name it's, is who he is. It's so it's so great. It's so entertaining. And man, is he one of the most fun people to watch wrestle? It's uh, it's uh, it's so insane. good. He's so good. And uh, Andrade, we were talking over text while watching this on Friday night. Yeah. Andrade's kind of turned out to be kind of a nothing burger. A nothing burger, yeah. Uh, in the the overall picture of AEW, although I guess based off of last night's dynamite finish, that may change. Uh, but he looked so great here. He looked like yep. an absolute world beater. Just he and Pac are somehow able to put together these matches that are both intricate yet so hate filled. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how they're able to thread that needle, but they are. It is so, so good. And then violent too. like Peck, like straight up kicked him full force yes. in the side of the face. Yes. <laughs> I was like, uh, oh my God. But then post-match lights go out. Malachi Black pops up. Sabu? Uh, oh. I, I wanted it to be Sabu, but it, it's yet to be Sabu. Uh, Malachi Black sense. pops up. He spits mist in the face of Pac. Give me fucking Malachi versus Pac, goddammit. Yep. Uh, Pac grabs a chair from around the ring, but out comes Arn Anderson down the entrance, f- does uh, a finger gun right at like, Black. I, I was like, is he joining the Bullet Club? What's happening yeah. here? And then Cody Rhodes runs in through the crowd, making it a big to-do, and the crowd cheered Cody. I think they were more cheering somebody helping Pac than, than for Cody itself, but sure. We'll, we'll, we'll say that. But the important thing is he's got a fragile ego. You had uh, three NXT world champions in the main event angle mm. of AEW, and they looked like fucking stars. I didn't even put that together, but you're right. Yeah. Yeah. And Real Cody. weird, right? But that <laughs> led us right to last night's. It's Dynamite Live from Orlando, Florida. Show kicked off with a first round match, the AEW World Championship Eliminator Tournament. Brian Danielson going against Dustin Rhodes. I know you haven't had a chance to watch anything but the finish of this yet because yeah. you got started a little late last night. Uh, this was fantastic. I, I There was part of me that thought this was going to be good because Dustin's had this late career renaissance and Brian Danielson is just a world beater right now. Well, yeah, I mean, he could get a four-star match out of either of us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'd kick the shit out of us, and we'd gladly take it. Yes. Uh, this was stunningly good. Just uh, Danielson smartly played subtle heel throughout the whole, whole thing, made mm-hmm. Dustin look like a fiery baby face. Um, just great strikes, great mat work. Uh, it, it absolutely ruled. And, Did Dustin hit his destroyer at some point? Uh, I don't remember him doing so. Didn't get that far. Okay. Um, but it, it was just awesome. And how Daniels in the smaller guy basically was playing the aggressor the whole time was very interesting down to doing his uh, stomps on the chest. Like nice. he did to Brock Lesnar. Uh, and then Danielson wins with the fucking body Caesar body scissors guillotine that Roman used to win with. Uh, <laughs> all right. I mean, that's what four different finishes. Yeah. Now? Another different finish for Brian Danielson. So, okay, let's keep, let's keep it going, man. Danielson moving on in the tournament. We had a backstage promo from the elite saying next week, they're going to face the dark order. And Omega was starting to address hangman page saying that page is cosplaying as a cowboy. It said that if people knew page the way Omega knew him, they'd be chanting instead of cowboy shit, coward shit. 
<laughs> we had dueling video promos from FTR and Tully Blanchard. I'm not sure how this is supposed to work because FTR, they were clearly pre-tapes, but FTR mm-hmm. responded to the Lucha Bros promo, or sorry, the Penta and Alex Abrahantes promo. Yeah. After it. Oh, it was weird because it was FTR yeah. talking, then Lucha Bros talking, then FTR talking again. Short version is they're going to wrestle more. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and and then, and that's fine. Oh, and FTR are now saying they're the greatest luchadors of all time. And they were <laughs> that, that, that that did pop me a little bit. Yeah, that was good. Uh, yeah, I and I know I don't understand anything Penta's saying, but his promo style, like it's, you know, you're drawn into it by even not understanding it because of you know his delivery and his mannerism. I mean, I just you know, I'm I'm the Penta Mark. Everybody knows this, but it's the it's the thing we've said for years. The UFC proved this years ago, hell, decade plus ago at this point. You can have talent cut promos in their native language, yeah, and it will transcend. Yeah, you can yeah. you can subtitle it and give people that, but the meaning is in the feeling. Yeah, you don't need to square peg round hole these talents by forcing them to speak poorly English. Yeah, looking at you, Andrade. I mean, his English is not you know awful, but it. It's he has a very, very he, thick accent. It's a very thick accent to the point where he has to speak very slowly and you lose a lot of the impact of the words that right, way. Right, right. Uh, so and when he gets fired up and just starts yelling in Spanish, it's infinitely more interesting. Hell yes. So uh, it, it, it all works. And really, that's that's all you got to do. But the only thing that it was missing and. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't remember hearing Alex do the catchphrase. He didn't say the line. He didn't say Penta says. He just translated. No, he just translated. Because like, he's guess angry. He was, all, he was all fired up. He's got a big angry shiner now. Yeah, he does. That was some good makeup, unless it was real. I mean, I don't know how hard they actually hit him with the belt. I, I don't think it was real. Yeah. <laughs> I don't uh, think he's going to show up on QVC with uh, a... <laughs> yeah, with, with, with that type of mark. No, the, 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 the money's in the face, folks. The money's yeah. in the face. That's right. Uh, MJF, or sorry, Sting comes out to have a promo with Tony Schiavone, and of course he gets interrupted. Of course. And just, you know, the reaction when MJF's music hits is, it's the anti-Stone Cold. I mean, yes. it's, it's, it's exactly what you want. Did you notice they, you they cut out the, uh, I'm better than you and you know it, uh, voice drop? They just went to the music. Oh, yeah. I, I forgot they used to have that there. Yeah. yeah. You're right. I, I, I think it's more effective that way. It is. Yeah. Um. So MJF comes out, says that Darby Allen isn't coming out. He said he that uh, uh, Darby's trying to fool the fans with his face paint and attitude and said, Darby Allen's currently in the same spot as Sting's old friend Lex Luger in a wheelchair. My God. So this makes Sting deck him. Out come the pinnacle. Sting takes off MJF's jacket and <laughs> fucking Spears and Wardlow are bumping for a jacket. I know. I know. Well, I mean, Spears, I get, you know, because yeah. uh, he sucks. Uh, but Wardlow, I was like, come on, really? Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> so Spears and Wardlow end up overwhelming Sting. Spears hits Sting with chair shots. I noticed some people talking about how it was visible that Sting was wearing body padding to take the uh, chair shots. I'm just mm. going to say he's a 62-year-old man. I'm cool with yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, the story was accomplished either yeah, way. They're, they're stunt people, and if we've learned anything this week, the <laughs> oh more you can do to protect stunt people, the better. Yeah, yes, very much yeah. so. Agreed. Uh, so 
as uh, Sting was beat down, uh, Spears laid out the chair for MJF to sit over Sting mm-hmm. and said, mm-hmm. you know, uh, this, this is a look at your future. This is who you're going to be, Darby. This is going to be you. And then MJF ends up decking Sting with a dynamite diamond ring to close out the segment. Surprise, Sting didn't blade there. You think there's going to be some kind of stipulation to the Darby MJF match? Uh, what you thinking? I don't know. I mean, I feel like uh, I don't know. Uh, I don't think they'd, they'll do like a tag match to lead ups or anything. I'm, I'm yeah. Maybe some kind of no uh, DQ sort of thing, a grudge matchy sort I, of false count anywhere. Maybe it's just so Darby yeah. can get thrown off of something high. Yeah, I was going to say it, it's, it'll <laughs> probably be like when they ran Darby and. Ethan Page. It wasn't officially an ODQ match, but they did wild shit anyway. Right. So I, I think no matter what, that's the direction we're heading in. Yeah. Um, I mean, there, there's not a high profile Derby match with him getting tossed off of something high. Exactly. Thrown off of something yeah, high. Yeah. That's why it's high profile for him. <laughs> right. Yeah. Or and then then Derby gets tossed off after, but that's a different. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that's a different situation. That's called being a baby face. <laughs> Britt Baker was addressing Ty Conti. Said that all Conti's done since coming to AEW is show her ass, and she's going to beat it at full gear. I mean, okay. Yeah. Uh, we had a first round match of the TBS Championship Tournament as Ruby Soho against Penelope Ford, and ladies got real lost in this one. <laughs> it was uh yeah ruby uh running the ropes again like tina belcher yeah it <laughs> did not it did not go well <laughs> ruby ends up winning uh it was a hole to do because bunny uh, noted ratings draw the bunny yeah was out there went to throw uh knuckles to uh penelope ford rick knox saw it kicked the knuckles out of the ring ruby soho rolls up penelope ford and in turn uh ruby soho gets to go on in the tournament and is facing chris statlander next hell yeah that match should roll mjf backstage with sean spears wardlow wardlow's pissed off about mjf leaving him in the ring last week said you know what mjf you've or mjf uh, mjf said to wardlow you know you've worked really hard but you need an accountability buddy which I love that idea and I love that word. I do not love that that person is Sean Spears. That said, Sean Spears popping in with the last second. Hey, was comedy gold. <sighs> that was fine. Bobby Fish squashed Anthony Green. It it was, under 30 seconds. It was I mean, a thing that happened. This was really to put over that Bobby Fish is a heel because post match, Bobby Fish kept beating down Anthony Green and this brought out CM Punk. Yeah, Charles Montgomery Punk out for the CM save. Punk stood tall longer than the match happened. I think. <laughs> he, well, definitely. I mean, you gotta you know get the you got you gotta get the pop from Punk coming out, then the pop from Punk's music, and then the pop from Punk chasing off Fish. So yeah, yeah you get three pops out of that baby. <laughs> it's the pop secret. We had Dante Martin and Leo Rush <laughs> backstage. Leo Rush said, "Hey, I got us our first match as a tag team. We're going against the Side Owls next week on Rampage." Why was Dante Martin's live in-ring promo better than this pre-taped? <laughs> He's just like, what are, you, what are you talking about, man? It was so not good. <laughs> I have no idea. Um, but in the first round of the AEW World Championship Eliminator Tournament, we had Eddie Kingston against Lance Archer. This started awesome. Eddie jumping Lance from the yeah like, from the jump, like right during right the, the entrance. Orlando, the full arenas losing their fucking mind for Eddie, which is so cool to see. Uh, they were just having this really awesome, really dope brawl. 
they go to do a spot where Lance Archer is going to do a moonsault and miss. Archer doesn't completely rotate and spikes himself on top of his head. It looked like he realized on the way down, oh shit, this is going to end poorly because he got his yeah. hands up. Yeah. Down. I, whatever way you want to say it. Sure. He got his yeah. hands in the way, but he still went right on top of his head. Yeah. He kabonged himself in not a very good way. Yeah. Um, it was so ugly. It was very ugly. It looked very bad. Very scary for a moment there. He's moving around. He slides to the outside. He talks with Doc Sampson. He talks with Bryce. There's some back and forth. Uh, they show Tony Nese in the crowd looking pretty decent, if I do say myself. <laughs> Uh, and what happens is they have Archer go back into the ring. Kingston very quickly and softly hits a roll up one, two, three Kingston progresses on in the tournament. Scary scene, but large uh, Lance Archer was able to, uh, walk under his own power and Meltzer today did not test positive for a concussion and is getting his neck checked out at the hospital today, which is shocking. Uh, very lucky. I don't want to say lucky break because that sounds oh, yeah. more, uh, just a lucky situation for Lance Archer. Could yeah. Have been a lot worse. I wonder, I wonder, I, I'd imagine Eddie was the plan Victor as well. Yeah. I, I, I could tell though. I mean, Eddie's a guy who wears his emotion. Oh yeah. No, he, <laughs> he was scared. Right. Yeah. There. Like he was yeah. heartbroken in that moment. Um, but I, I'm glad that Lance is doing okay. And you know what? Let's give him a few weeks. Cause you give them a few weeks away, and then as soon as everybody dies, hits, people will lose their fucking mind. Yeah, no, always. Dan Lambert, the man of the year, we're out. Uh, it was basically a big promo to put over Ethan Page. So Ethan Page did most of the talking, saying that uh, he and Sky are the future of the business, not the PR nightmare that is Sammy Guevara. Ooh. Nice little Ooh. inside reference there. <laughs> oh, Sammy yeah. Came no. out, said, in the words of my buddy Chris Jericho, will you please shut the hell up? Yeah, that got a good uh, pop. It did. Um, long story short, we got the uh, the official stipulation for the full gear five on five tag match that basically Dan Lambert said, hey, cool. If you want this match, you have to put the TNT championship on the line against Ethan Page, yeah. not Scorpio Sky, who got the pin. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know. a little surprised about that, but I, I take think it. Paige Gravara should be awesome. That oh, yeah. said, if uh, Gravara loses, he has to leave the inner circle forever. And mm. Gravara accepted under the condition that if he wins, the inner circle gets to choose the members of America's top team to face, which means Dan Lambert's going to be in that match. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's, there's no way Sammy's losing that title uh, in this match on Dynamite. So, but the match should be great. I'm looking forward to it. And I thought the, I thought the segment worked pretty well. Yeah. Um, advanced the story finally, you know, so we kind of know what we're heading towards here. So, yeah, and, and like I, I said all along, Dan Lambert is a hell of a heel. He just needed a direction. Now yeah. he has a direction, and he's getting new clear level heat. Right, yeah, and then you know, uh, men of the year tried to jump Sammy, but out came Pride and Powerful and and Jake Hager, who looks uh, continuously confused. Yes, very <laughs> very <Jake> lost. <laughs> we had a backstage promo with John Moxley. Uh, what I thought was interesting was John Moxley it, over the course of this promo somehow found a way to say that absolutely nothing in the tournament matters. However, you walked away thinking this guy could win the entire fucking thing. Yeah, man, it was it was it was weird because. You know, clearly being uh, a, a father changes you. Uh, yes. 
and it it changed Mox, but you also it still felt like Mox. You know, yeah, it, yeah. It, he, he it, it was it really was, well it was, done. It was this very laid back, simple promo. He says, you know, "Right, it's about a championship. It's about a tournament. It's where I'm supposed to put this over. I, I don't care about that. I care about my daughter. I care about." Yeah. I care about her. I care about, and he's talking about, you know, him holding out his pinky, his broken yeah. pinky and her grabbing it. And he says, that's what life is about. That and said, if you're in my way, I'm going to beat your ass. Exactly. <laughs> so in We're turn, very effective. everybody in the tournament, you're on notice. Yeah. I'm going to murder you. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was, that was good stuff. Yeah. Very, very good. We had a backstage promo with the dark order and here comes hangman page to a hero's welcome. So fun to see them all together again. Uh, so the two key things here are one hangman page apologized for everything that happened after he left, but he said, Hey, look, all of you dealt with it in your own way. You had to all go your own way and look, we're all better for it. Yeah. Like good friends do. That's right. And also hangman page pointed out, you know, the elite who you're facing on dynamite this week, they're probably going to dress up for Halloween and you should dress up too. So here come the gimmicks, kids. Let's here go. Come the gimmicks. I, I can't wait to see what they wear. Yeah. It's going to be uh, great. So I, I'm going to go ahead and say that probably Kenny Omega is going to do a very extra video game reference. Yeah, that sounds about right. I think the Dark Order are going to dress up like the Elite. I, I was going to say, yeah, I, I could see uh, Reynolds and, uh, and Silver as the Bucks. Yes. Yeah. I, I absolutely think that's the direction we're heading in here, but we'll we'll see on on Wednesday. Let's do it. Let's go. Yeah, Jungle Boy absolutely squished Brandon Cutler, but God bless Brandon Cutler for catching the tope that Jungle Boy did in the opening moments. Oh my God! Yeah, that would have been really ugly. Yeah, you want to see a young star die immediately? It almost happened. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, Cutler showed ass, got his ass kicked, got power bomb, got put in the snare trap, and then Jungle Boy cut a promo in front of a live crowd. Yeah. And by the way, Jungle Boy was looking ripped last night. I don't know what he's doing different, but he was looking good. And a J. Uh, well, fair <laughs> point. Um, he invited anyone from the elite to come out and fight. Nobody came out, so we locked Cutler back in the snare trap. I thought Nakamura, or not Nakamura. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah, that would have been something. Uh, that would have been something. Uh, Nakazawa. Nakazawa was going to come out. Yeah. Uh, but Adam Cole comes out and says hey, Jungle Boy is an embarrassment. So they should fight right here and now. Jungle Boy runs out to fight Cole. And here come the Bucks with super kicks, BTE triggers, and a last shot to the back of the head. And then they toss Jungle Boy off of the stage through a ringside table. Or more accurately, make it look like they toss Jungle Boy while he absolutely yeets himself yeah, he did. <laughs> off of the stage through ringside tables. It was it was glorious. Uh, and yeah, no no support for uh, for JB because uh, you had Luchasaurus was taken out the week prior. Christian was in Vegas for Impact and Marco Stunt on the uh, Jera cruise. So exactly. it was all by his lonesome. Miro cutting a promo saying he's continuing to lose his faith. God's forsaken champion will become God's favorite again, as I pointed out to you. No longer wearing the cross. Yeah. He's got his wedding ring around his neck. So how long till Lana appears? Yeah, I know, right? Uh, and also, where do we go with Miro? I, you asked me, where do I see him for full gear? I legitimately yeah. don't know who you pair him up with at this point. I, me either. And, and then I, then it dawned on me that he's not in the Eliminator tournament. No. Uh, and, and that doesn't make, you know. A, uh, my thought I mean, is he's not in it. Now, you could say, well, how the fuck did 10 end up in it? My thought is because he lost the belt, he's all the way at the bottom of rankings again. Okay, all right. I That's guess my that makes thought, some sense. but I don't know. I also felt like the Eliminator Tournament was booked the way it was because of how many people were going to be on the Jericho cruise. So. Yeah, 
I know I get that, but it's still. I'm, I I don't know where where it's going. I mean, it's not like there's another title for him to go go after again. Sammy's you know put in the uh, that that inner circle match, so he's out. Um, he's definitely not in the main event picture yet, even though he could be at any time. Uh, there haven't been any other feuds really. I mean, you're not going to run back him and Fuego at fucking full year. So curious. Yeah, we we shall see. But the main event was Cody Rhodes Malachi Black three. Yeah. God, and let me tell the you, the match Chris, was good. New York's hottest bar was dynamite. This had everything: <laughs> had blading, had chair shots, had tables, had a run in from Arn Anderson, a run in from Andrade, a run in from Pac. Yeah, had everything you could want and more, including a shockingly clean finish as Cody hits multiple crossroads and then. Hooks the arms. I wanted him to hit a pedigree so bad. That would have been hilarious. But instead, he does a Tiger Driver 98 for the finish. Did not see that coming. No, I was really hoping he wouldn't win this. I mean. Look, Malachi wins the series up two to one. Yeah, but why not just have him sweep then? Yeah, I know. I know. I mean. uh, That said, if the the feud is now Cody and Pac versus Andrade and malachi fuck yeah yeah i mean that that's that's cool i mean i'd rather see a death triangle match than pack team up with cody but fair you know whatever it's uh it's it's okay cody cody gonna cody and then of course you know after the show the season finale which i guess was just five episodes of rose to the top six yeah uh oh yeah because the first week they aired two i think there were two weeks they aired two yeah two weeks they, they plowed through it yeah, yeah, all the confidence in the world in that show. Yeah. Um, but the whole the whole angle on the show was Cody teasing retirement, and then it aired after you saw him beat yes. the guy. You yeah. know, I was like, oh god, this yeah, is... T- timing wasn't great there. No, it did not. Um, did not. Did work you catch the uh, the Danielson Kingston promo during the? Uh, I did during the commercial break. I did. Yeah, Brian dropping bombs, man. Yeah, yeah, Brian definitely going to work heel for his match with Eddie Kingston. Um. But basically saying, like, you know, you've got all the heart in the world. You're tough. You can kick people's ass, but you don't train. You're, you're, you know, you're nothing outside the ring. And nothing you can do over the past week can make up for what I've done over the past 20 years. Oof. What a line. What I loved was Kingston getting his face and calling him sweetheart. That, (laughs) (laughs) like, yeah, get his ass. (laughs) Should have called him Bella or Bella or something like that. Uh, But I I really, really like that. Dynamite this week. We're going to have the Elite versus the Dark Order in an eight-man tag TNT Championship match of Sammy Guevara defending against Ethan Page. TBS Championship tournament match of Hikaru Shida versus Serena Deeb. And nice. CM Punk making his in-ring Dynamite debut against Bobby Fish. Should be a very, very solid show. Yeah. Rampage has got Leo Rush and Dante Martin versus the Seidel brothers. And the AEW World Championship Eliminator Tournament match of Brian Danielson and Eddie Kingston. Oh, and it wasn't listed in what I'm reading off of here, but we are getting 10 versus Mox on Wednesday. Yeah. is Would this be Leo's first uh, proper match? Because he showed up in the, the uh, Battle Royal. This would be his first proper in ma- in-ring match in AEW. 
I wasn't sure if he did a dark or an elevation or anything before. I, I couldn't remember that happening, but I I wasn't sure. Yeah, but uh, it's a good lineup of shows, man. Yeah, yeah, uh, and that both of those are going to be from Boston. It's going to be a, a live Dynamite on Wednesday, and then they're going to tape Rampage after. So, okay. should be a hell of a show. Uh, I mean, look, AEW just on a regular basis makes for good watching, and uh, this coming week should be no different. Yeah, now I'm just wondering, um, you know, when we get the uh, – uh, I'm trying to think of a, a pun for an Arn Anderson reality show <laughs> where he's just, you know, uh, making movies, making songs and shooting things around the world or something like that. <laughs> you know, <laughs> let's go. Straight shooting with Arn Anderson. Let's straight make it happen. Shoot, straight shoot, shooting. Just shooting because it's got the pro wrestling connotation as well. Yeah, exactly. Shooting. Because he is. Roughhouse Podcast Wrestler of the Week. Every week. The Roughhouse Podcast is a weekly podcast fueled by coffee, pizza rolls, and the stench of dirty litter boxes. Follow Christoph and Marty on Twitter at RoughhouseSGW, at Facebook.com slash The Roughhouse Podcast, and at Patreon.com slash The Roughhouse Podcast for early access to episodes, exclusive podcasts, Roughhouse Redos, and Roughhouse Divided Movie Trivia Games. New episodes drop every single Monday on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, and wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Subscribe, motherfuckers! This is the, the Rough, House, Rough Pod. House, uh podcast with Justin and Kristoff. That's it. Fuck Kristoff. He's terrible with his information. Okay. Hey, this is The Rock. Shut your mouth, jabronis, and listen up, because this is the Rough House podcast with Marty and my least favorite man on the planet, Kristoff. This episode of The Rough House is brought to you by Lance Archer's new restaurant, Everybody Dines. That's right. When you walk through the front doors of Lance Archer's Everybody Dines, you're going to get just that. The opportunity to dine, and if you happen to dine in Dash, you will die. Jake the Snake Roberts will grab you out front, pull you back inside, shove a crack pipe in your kid's mouth, piss in a bucket, as Lance Archer proceeds to tear you apart piece by piece. At Lance Archer's Everybody Dines, I have everything. Try the Tomahawk Murder Hawk steak, as well as the Mohawk Chicken Tenders for the little kids. That's right, at Lance Archer's Everybody Dines, you dine, I dine, we all dine, everybody dines. At Lance Archer's Everybody Dines.